Radio MD. RadioMD.com. Hear it from the doctor with expert guests from the American Academy of Pediatrics. It's Healthy Children. Now, our favorite mom, Melanie Cole, MS. Welcome to Healthy Children. I'm Melanie Cole. And if you're like me, you know that when it's time to get those kids back to school, now mine are, you know, a little bit older, but I remember what it was like and still getting them back ready for college is kind of the same gig. You know that you have to do some things to pre-prepare them because they haven't been sleeping and they stay up all night. And there's a lot of things to get the kids ready. Plus, some of them are quite anxious to start school. So we're talking about adjusting your schedules for back to school with your children and joining me is Dr. Emily Frank. She's an assistant professor of pediatrics at UCSF, and she's a public school teacher in Oakland. Dr. Frank, it's a pleasure to have you join us, and I just love that you are a pediatrician and a school teacher. That is just awesome. So right off the bat, for children going back to school, and certainly now they're doing in person, what can parents do now to get their kids ready to start in the fall? Thank you so much for having me. Um, I think it's the start of a really exciting school year, hopefully one with far fewer disruptions. And there's certainly a lot of steps that families can take to help their um, children start getting ready for school. One of the really big ones is related to sleep. So it is incredibly common for sleep schedules to shift drastically over the summer. Um, And we know that sleep and enough sleep is a really key piece of being able to be successful in school. And so I think one of the really important things parents can do in starting to prepare their students for getting ready for school is starting to shift the bedtime. So um, most kids, teenagers, need eight and a half to nine and a half hours of sleep. Younger children need even more. And so actually back calculating what time does that young person need to go to sleep to get a full night of sleep and have time for breakfast before school starts? Um, If a young person is going to bed at 2 a.m., it is gonna take a little while to scale that earlier and earlier. So I think step one is starting to back calculate, and then step two is starting to slowly move that bedtime earlier and earlier so that they're set up to get a full night's sleep before the school year actually starts. Well, I agree with you 100%, and we certainly see that with all of our kids. My goodness, they could sit up on TikTok and Instagram all night long, and so it is difficult to get them back in. What do we know? Just to kind of reinforce what you just said, Dr. Frank, what do we know about the relationship between that sleep you just described and school performance and even attendance. Excellent. Yeah, thank you for bringing that up. We know that um, there are correlations between getting adequate sleep um, and uh, being present at school and being on time at school. We know there's connections between getting adequate sleep and being able to focus and to concentrate, to learn, Um, and to perform academically. So sleep is really crucial to being successful at school. It certainly is. So 
putting sleep aside. We need to get them into that routine. But also, one of the things that a lot of kids do in the summer is, you know, lead a pretty sedentary life. Maybe they go to the beach, maybe they get to cruise around or they take walks and stuff. But I mean, once they get into school, there's a, an attentional issue, a focus issue. There's gym, recess, all these things that are completely different than those summer schedules. So what can we do as far as getting them maybe a little exercise, getting them to learn how to read again, to getting them to, you know, get into any of that sort of mode so that they're prepared so they're not falling asleep at their desks? Mm-hmm. So um, summer, exactly as you brought up, often is um, like a fairly unregulated time where one thing goes into the next and um, uh, and school is a highly structured environment. And so if there's not a gradual transition, that um, shift to the highly structured environment can be pretty jarring. So starting even just by scheduling certain things, scheduling a wake-up time, scheduling a breakfast time, making time for exercise, practicing transitions, especially for young kids, can help set them up to um, better acclimate when they return to a highly structured environment. Yeah, I remember those days. I mean, I'm doing it now with my college daughter and my son just graduated, so I don't have to worry about that. But it certainly is uh, something that we have to start doing now. And you mentioned so they have time for breakfast because another of the schedules that gets thrown out the wind is eating. They definitely wake up at 11 or 12 in the you know day. They don't eat breakfast. They snack throughout the day. So what do we want to do about the fact that now they got to eat breakfast, maybe can't snack in class, wait till lunch, come home. You know, now it's an eating schedule too. Mm-hmm. Breakfast is crucial. Um, we know that eating breakfast improves attention and memory. We know that not eating can lead to difficulty concentrating or various behaviors like irritability or anxiety or mood swings, and that makes it really hard to learn. Our brains really need energy, and eating breakfast is a big piece of that. Um, and so again, when you're coming from a fairly unregulated schedule, it's gonna be hard enough to transition to waking up on time. And so breakfast needs planning too. Practice getting in that habit, scheduling breakfast. If mornings are tough, preparing um, breakfast ahead of time, having breakfast ready to go first thing in the morning. Um, it's certainly preferable for young people to sit down and eat breakfast. We know that the reality is sometimes that it happens on the go, but even if it's happening on the go, we've gotta make sure that it's happening. Additionally, the content of breakfast is really important. So eating a breakfast that includes protein and fats and complex carbohydrates, so things like um, like maybe a wheat toast or a wheat bagel or things that take the body longer to break down are going to help that brain stay fueled for longer. So now give us some tips on how to make those adjustments. Our kids are not that willing, you know, because they're used to going to bed late. They're used to all this. And then there's also, Dr. Frank, this anxiety. COVID restrictions are different right now. Some schools are masking, some are not. Some have a few online classes, some don't. I think my daughter has two of them at college this year, which would have been unthinkable four or five years ago. So 
what if they're a little bit anxious? So we need to get them going. We need to get these schedules, these routines. But how do we do that if they're resistant? And what do we do if they're anxious? So that's, that's really challenging. So, you know, one of the most important pieces is sitting down and having that conversation with your child about what's upcoming and um, how the school year is different from the summer and even brainstorming together what those shifts might look like or goal setting together of how are we gonna get to those goals of where we need to be to be ready and to thrive at school. Similarly, um, those conversations checking in on if a student is feeling anxious or worried, what is making them feel most anxious? What is making them feel most worried? And working together to create a plan for strategies both to help reduce that anxiety and also a plan for how to address it if it might come up when they are back at school. Yeah, it's a lot. I mean, I know that some kids are anxious, but I also know that some parents are anxious because we're, we, we don't really know. Now, you're a school teacher. So do we know what the schools are thinking about doing as of this point? Do we know anything about what, if any, restrictions are going to be in place, what we're doing as far as masking or any of that stuff? Great questions, and it really varies by school district and perhaps even by school site. And so I definitely encourage parents who are feeling a little worried or a little anxious to reach out to their school site or to check their school district's webpage to get a better sense of what this year might look like. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff to think about. So tell us a little bit about after-school sports and extracurriculars because again we've talked about this freedom they've had in the summer and now we want them to start this full day of school getting up early going to bed early plus homework and then there's extracurricular activities which we love we love to have our kids in those things those team sports those plays after school all of those things but again that's another thing to pile on to their list of things that they can either be anxious about what do you want us to do as far as our kids like getting involved in those things and not over scheduling them as we get into this new year which might be new for some of these kids mm-hmm I think that the, the answer to that question is really different for each kid. We know that extracurriculars are incredibly important. And for some young people, that helps them get the exercise they need, helps them build the communication um, and um, like teamwork to be able to thrive at school, or helps them have access to a trusted adult. And so again, this fits into the conversation um, with each child to find out, is that a source of anxiety or is that part of helping relieve the anxiety? Um, and if it's a piece of the anxiety, creating potentially a gradual plan for returning um, or um, a step-by-step reentry. That's a great point. And it is certainly something that we all kind of grapple with, but you've made some excellent points. I'd like you to wrap up with your best advice for parents 
if our child is nervous, anything we can sense, any red flags that we should know about that will tell us that they are a little anxious about returning back to school, and really what you want us to know about getting our kids into those routines, to bed early, good nutrition, getting them ready so they can have a really productive school year. I think the most important thing is start now. Start early, be thinking about those changes, have conversations, and normalize the feelings that might happen. To say, you know, it's common for people to feel anxious as school restarts. Is there anything that you're feeling worried about? That opens the door to really be able to have an open conversation so that you can get at the heart of some of the things that are most challenging and really design plans um, and steps to, to work on helping your child feel as comfortable as possible restarting the school year. I agree completely. And what great advice you've given us from both a pediatrician and a school teacher. I mean, you've just got it all down. And thank you so much, Dr. Frank, for joining us. And parents, share this show on your social channels with your friends and your family because we are learning from the experts at the American Academy of Pediatrics. Together, they are the gold standard. We love our pediatricians because they are here to help us raise our children healthy and happy and safe. And that's really what it's all about. So thank you so much for listening to Healthy Children. I'm Melanie Cole for Radio MD and the American Academy of Pediatrics. Stay well.